Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. You don't have to yield to things that are wrong. You can stand against them. You know, too many times we got an idea of something that's wrong, that's something that's evil, like lying or stealing or committing adultery or telling a lie or something like that. Well, all that is evil. And all that is wrong. Amen. But, by the same token, there are a lot of other things that's wrong. The Bible even tells us that doubt is evil. The Bible said those ten spies among the twelve that were sent into despite Canaan's land brought back an evil report. The Bible said doubt's evil. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue with more from the message series by Kenneth E. Hagan. What to do when faith seems weak and victory lost. Stay tuned. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on how you can get this week's special offer. Right now, let's listen to Ken Hagen's message. And if you're not careful, you can get to thinking about the past and mistakes you made, where you missed it, where you, and so on, and, and get depressed. And then you can get into a spirit of depression, and then, the, then the, that opens the door to the devil. And you can get so perplexed and depressed and oppressed and, until you just don't know what you're doing, which direction you're going, hardly what your name is. And so this doctor said to Mama, he said, now, now when you feel these attacks coming on, because she'd go into this spirit of depression, you can nearly tell when he's coming, and then have some of the awfulest attacks you've ever seen in your life. He said, just simply say to yourself, no, I'm not going to have an attack. Well, we didn't know anything about divine healing and praying and all that, you know. But, you know, she just simply stood her ground. She just simply stood. Amen. Refused to have any more of those. And she'd go into some, oh, I guess maybe three or four times she went in some of these depression periods. But instead of going on into these other attacks in where her mind's completely gone, didn't know who she was and where she was, and just, just violent, you know, never did have any more of them. Never. Never. Because, you see, that doctor... See, the preacher didn't know how to help her. Bless his heart. But the doctor knew enough scripture at least to give her enough scripture to stand against that thing. The doctor recognized that thing as an enemy, not a friend. Amen. The thief has come but for to kill and to steal and to destroy. I'm come that you might have life. The doctor instructed her to stand against that. Talk to yourself. Just simply say, I'm not going to have another attack. I'm not going to do it. You've got more, he said, to do with it than anything or anybody else. And she stood her ground. They all left her and, you know, for years. Well, she never had any nervous mental problems whatsoever for 50 years. Praise God forevermore. Now, why? Well, you see, that doctor, it really... Maybe he didn't know altogether what all we know. How much more should we be able to stand, you see? But he helped her to see where the opposition was. And helped her to understand that she could stand against that. You don't have to yield to things that are wrong. You can stand against them. You know, too many times we got an idea of something that's wrong, that's something that's evil, like lying or stealing or committing adultery or telling a lie or something like that. Well, all that is evil. And all that is wrong. Amen. But, by the same token, there are a lot of other things that's wrong. The Bible even tells us that doubt is evil. 
Bible said those ten spies among the twelve that were sent in to spite Canaan's land brought back an evil report. The Bible said doubt's evil. I'm glad I got a hold of these things when I was just a young man. Just a teenager on the bed of sickness. And I, I used to follow this practice even when I was a Baptist boy preacher. When I first started preaching, pastor of country church. Before I was ever filled with the Holy Ghost and knew anything about that. I'd always, if doubt came, I'd just stop wherever I was. If I was in the middle of the room or in the middle of the street. If I was by myself, I'd say it out loud. If I was around anybody, I'd say it quietly. I didn't say it out loud. You know, you don't want to startle them. <laughs> but if doubt persisted coming against my mind, I'd say, doubt, I resist you. Speak to it. See, I, I, I'm, I'm recognizing my, my opposition, source of opposition is the enemy. And I'm not going to yield to it. It's Satan. Doubt I resist you in the name of Jesus. I refuse to doubt. If fear came, I'm tempted to be afraid just much anybody is. Fears come. But I'd speak to it. Fear, I would say, I resist you. I recognize fear and doubt as being evil. If the thought to steal would come to me, I wouldn't yield to that thought, would you? If you was over visiting Brother Osteen's house and saw a hundred dollar bill in there somewhere. Well, I believe I'll just get that. Nobody, you know, see me. I mean, look around. He left the room. Well, no, you wouldn't yield to that. You'd resist that. And you wouldn't get up and testify in church that I want y'all to pray for me. The devil trying to get me to steal a hundred dollars from Brother Osteen. Y'all pray for me. I want, you'd be ashamed to admit a thing like that. Amen. If the thought came to you, if the devil brought the thought to you just to quit paying your tithes, I'm just not going to pay tithes anymore. I'm not going to give anything more. Well, no, you'd resist that. You'd say, Satan, I resist you. I'm going to obey the Bible. I'm going to pay my time. I'm going to give offerings. I'm going to support missions. That's what you'd do. You wouldn't get up in church a bawling and a squalling and say, I want all y'all to pray for me. The devil's been after me. He tried to get me to just quit paying my tithes and quit giving anything, quit supporting missions. No, you'd be ashamed to admit it if the thought even occurred to you. You'd resist that thought, wouldn't you? Well, by the same token, every other thought, if the thought of doubt comes, if the thought of fear comes, resist it the same way. Speak to it. Say, no, I'm not going to entertain that. But you know, folks will get up. One lady got up in my church one time. My pastor said, you know, said, uh, the devil's been after me all the week. Bless his holy name. <laughs> I know she got her praise misplaced, but that's what she said. And then went on to talk about, you know, how the devil was tempting her to doubt and how he was tempting her to fear. And y'all pray for me. I'd be just as embarrassed to say something like that as I would be to get up and say the devil's tempting me to rob the filling station down here on the corner. And I almost did it. even pulled in there and stopped. And then got cold feet and y'all prayed for me and I won't rob that filling station. I'd be just as ashamed. We ought to be just as ashamed. You see what I mean? No, the very minute that comes, you stand against it. The very moment that thought comes, you stand against it. Recognize, if you want to walk in victory, recognize that the source of all opposition is Satan. He's the God of this world. Now, he's got a right to be here. Fellow in Beaumont, I know there's not anybody in Houston as dumb as some folks in Beaumont. No insinuation, you folks in Beaumont. Because these folks are not that dumb. <laughs> I'm just a joking you anyway, but it's really true. I was preaching over in Beaumont, and a fellow came up to me after a morning service just like this. said, Brother Hagin, Oh, a real look of seriousness on his face. said, I want you to pray for me. Well, I said, what for, brother? Well, he just tears came in his eyes. He said, I want you to pray for me that I won't ever have any more trouble with the devil. I said, you want me to pray that you'll die? 
No, he said, I don't want to die. I said, that's the only way in the world you won't have any more trouble with the devil. Just die and go on to heaven. You're going to have trouble with him as long as you're in this life. He's the God of this world. We just read that in 2 Corinthians 4, 4. He's the God of this world. No, there's no use to pray that you won't have any more trouble with the devil. He'll show up on every corner. He's got a right to be here till Adam's lease runs out. You remember those demons when Jesus would go into the synagogue sometime and people possessed with demons and the demons would cry out and say, We know thee who thou art, thou holy one of God. Now get this. Hast thou come to torment us before the time? See, the time hadn't come yet. And Adam's lease runs out, then the devil's going to be a goner. That's it but he's got a right to be here. But blessed be God, we need to realize that we have authority over him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and that we can stand against him and that we can be victorious through the Lord Jesus Christ. So, here are ten necessary steps to follow. When your faith seems weak, when victory seems lost, stand your ground, recognize that the source of the opposition is Satan. Now then, number two, step number two. Here's another step to take. And it's good sometimes just to go back over these things when faith seems weak and victory seems lost. Now, be sure the promises of God, or the scriptures in other words, cover the things that you ask for and are believing for. You get out beyond the word of God, you're in trouble. Uh, you know, it seems to me that people ought to have a little sense. I, I never understood. I don't, I don't understand. I'll be honest with you. I never had the problem a lot of people have. I don't know whether I'm just so much smarter than them or just had more wisdom or what. No, I'm not trying to be funny. Just having to, I never could understand. Now, you can preach faith. I'm a faith preacher. Some people even all, uh, accuse me of writing Mark 11, 23 and 24. <laughs> but I didn't write it. I, Jesus spoke those words. I got it out of the Bible, you see. But I never have understood, you see. You know, Jesus said at the close of the 23rd verse of Mark 11, He shall have whatsoever He saith. Amen. Well, you can have what you say. But then people just go around, you know, spouting off things, you know, and yeah. endeavoring to believe, you know, and call it faith when a lot of times it's presumption and folly. Yeah, sure. Are you listening? Yeah. And I never could for my life. As a 15-year-old boy, I knew better than that was just barely saved, just a baby, wasn't but three months old, four months old in the Lord. Now here's where I started using my faith, first of all. You see, the doctor, I was bedfast, had been bedfast four months and stayed bedfast 16 months. And he wanted me on a certain diet. Nasty being bedfast and no exercise, you've got to stay on a soft diet. And well, there's some of these things that he wanted me on that I didn't like. In fact, some things I just have to almost hold my nose. I ate it. Make me sick at my stomach. Do you know how that is? Now they brought the food out because this is the diet that he's prescribed. He knows about these things. And there the food is. And, and I know under normal circumstances it would make me sick to eat it. I just can't stand the smell of it. Makes me sick at my stomach. But I just simply prayed even though uh, sometimes they had to feed me because I'm a partial paralyzed. I wasn't able to feed myself. But I'd pray before I ate every time. And I'd say, now Lord, the doctor says I need this. And it's the right kind of food. And I need that. It's food. There's food value to it. It's valuable to my physical being. I'm going to pray. Ordinarily, from the natural standpoint, this would have an adverse effect upon me. Sometimes we're allergic to certain things. It'd make you sick. 
But he says, I need it, and it is food. So, I pray and claim by faith, that's, that's the first step of faith I ever made in my life, other than being saved, that this food will have no effect upon me, and I'll not be sick in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And I ate it. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month, we're offering the paperback book by Kenneth E. Hagan, What to Do When Faith Seems Weak and Victory Lost. Plus, the book by Ken Hagen, You Can Make It, and CD message, Walking with God by Ken Hagen. All three tremendous resources are yours for just $14.95. That's $8.95 off the regular price. Call now to get this very special offer, 1-888-FAITH-99. Strengthen your faith and grow. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Start your new year off right. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And Winter Bible Seminar is February the 19th through 24th. So make plans to come here to Broken Arrow right here yeah. on the campus right here at Rainbow Bible Training Center. And for all of you that are graduates worldwide, it's Worldwide Homecoming. That's right. And any of you that has ever supported Rhema, we want you to yes. be here because we want you to see what, what, you, you have what you have supported. We just want everybody to come. It's going to be a great, great time. As my dad used to say, if you miss it, you're going to miss half, half your life. life. That's that, right. that was one of his favorite sayings. <laughs> it was. And it some was. of the people that knew him out there know yeah. that was one of the things he would say That's all the right. time. That's right. Hey, thank you for being with us. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue to strengthen our faith with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, What to Do When Faith Seems Weak and Victory Lost. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.